0: the full moon always comes back. But unlike the creatures in Hollywood films, these werewolves don't care what the moon looks like. This world is a strange one. It's my favorite movie creature. It's an animal that has haunted my dreams ever since I can remember. It's a creature my own brother claimed to see near our home, the werewolf, half man, half wolf but completely petrifying to behold. Now that Halloween is coming up, be sure not to get caught in their paths. Enjoy these allegedly true sightings of real life werewolves. But first, I'm looking for a few more pizza delivery stories. If you've got one, be sure to send it to reddit.com r slash darkness prevails. And don't forget to add a tag to your title. Now, are you ready to howl at the moon? Number one, Camping Creature, submitted by James. It was 10 years ago and I was 19 years old. My boyfriend came up with the idea to go camping in South Michigan. At the time, I was excited to go. An entire week alone in the woods sounded like a romantic getaway to me. Well, the first five days of the camping trip went very well. We went hiking in the nearby trails, then we swam in a nearby lake. It was really nice and relaxing. But on the last few days, things got weird. It was the sixth day and we had decided to go on a walk early in the morning by the lake. But barely a few steps into the walk, we saw footprints in the sand by the lake. They looked like the footprints of a dog a rather large dog at that. Upon closer inspection, these prints were seven inches long. Not knowing what exactly made them, we assumed it was maybe a bear, but still that didn't calm our nerves because if a bear was out there, we didn't want to be anywhere around it. We weren't easily frightened, so unfortunately we decided to stay, not giving the prints a second thought. From that point on, I constantly felt like I was being watched. It was like I was being followed no matter where I went. Even if I was alone, I could feel eyes on my neck, eyes like lasers burrowing into my skin. After having our lunch, my boyfriend Henry came up with the idea to walk in a direction we had not walked in before. The moment we set out on a new path, I felt awful. That feeling of being watched intensified Tenfold, I was hesitant, but I said nothing. I didn't want to ruin our good time. 25 minutes into the walk, I began to feel better. My rational side told me I was just being paranoid. Maybe I was just getting anxious because we were out there for so long. But soon after, I began to smell something rank. The smell brought tears to my eyes I doubled over, then looked at my boyfriend. I could tell that he was feeling the same way. He had this look in his eyes that was worried and grossed out. The smell was like rot, like several weeks old hamburger or something like that. That was enough to get us to turn back and head towards camp. The smell was so powerful, it was like the smell itself was following us back to camp, or perhaps it was whatever was making that smell. This thought made me speed up into a slow jog, forcing my boyfriend to do the same. Soon we came back to the camp, and fortunately the smell was now gone. Both of us decided to stay here for the rest of the day, as there wasn't enough sunlight left, maybe two hours. Later on, when it was nearly night, with just a few scattered bits of sunlight remaining in the sky, that kind of deep purple and pink sunset, We had just finished cleaning up the scraps of leftover food and paper that were the remnants of our dinner when Henry said, wait, do you, do you hear that? A few silent seconds passed as I listened. I heard nothing. Well, I don't hear anything, I said. Exactly, he exclaimed. It was loud a few seconds ago, animals, insects, all over the place, but now nothing. The thought of it made my heart race. We rushed to the false safety that was our tent. We zipped it up tight and stayed there silent for a while. Eventually, as nothing else happened, we felt calm. We talked for a while and eventually fell asleep. Not too long later, I woke up in the middle of the night, immersed in that strange feeling again, and then I smelled it, the smell from our walk. It was somewhat faint, but there was no mistaking it. I slowly nudged Henry to wake him up, but he was already awake as well. He said he'd been up for the last 10 minutes. He told me he couldn't move because he was so scared. Slowly, the full moon slipped out of the clouds in the sky and light lit up the dark outside of our tent and both of us saw it a tall, hairy, dog-like shadow. This was enough to leave us petrified, but what was worse was the shadow appeared to be on its rear legs, legs that looked like dog legs. We watched the shadow move and crawl closer to our tent, sniffing the air over and over. The closer the thing got, the stronger and worse the smell became. When it was about a foot from the tent, It reared its head and howled, the most frightening howl I've ever heard. It was so loud. Deep down, I knew when I heard it. This wasn't a dog, it wasn't a bear. This was something we had to be far more afraid of, and by the sounds of it, it was very, very angry. We couldn't do anything. We had nothing to protect ourselves with, Nothing to fight back against this thing, or so I thought. All we really could do was wait, and wait we did. It was hours before the thing finally stalked off into the woods. We only stayed awake after that out of fear. Henry moved to open the tent, but I grabbed his hand. What do you think you're doing? I hissed at him in a whisper. Henry quietly replied to me that he was going to book it to the jeep and grab his revolver, something I didn't know he had brought. That thing, it's not gone, I told him. But how did I know? The smell was very strong and powerful still, and I told this to Henry. I watched him sink down in desperation. He realized I was right, and his face got pale. We could do nothing, We would have to wait there until daybreak or until the smell went away. Whatever came first. We waited there for years, it felt like, but in reality, it must have been another hour, and that's how long it took the smell to finally dissipate. As soon as it was gone, we bolted to the Jeep, not bothering to get our things. I jumped into the driver's seat and rammed the keys into the ignition, and I started the vehicle. As I did, Henry grabbed his revolver. Let me tell you something about this particular jeep. It was one of those jeeps with no doors, nothing at all on the sides, nothing between us and that creature. So you can understand that the moment the engine roared to life, we took off into the wide trail at a reckless speed. Not a second after we got moving, I saw it. That dog-like animal, The creature with reddish brown fur that walked on its hind legs was now running at an ungodly speed towards us. When I saw this, I floored it and I pushed the Jeep even harder down the old winding trail. Soon I hit 40 miles an hour, but that thing was keeping up easily. We were now hitting 50 miles an hour and it was still there. The animal was actually gaining on us It was on the passenger side of the Jeep. And the next thing I know, I hear a deafening sound right next to me. Right after that sound came the noise of the animal whining and then it let out a long, loud and drawn out howl. And despite the creature slowing down, I kept going until the Jeep finally hit a paved road. Thank God for Henry's revolver. We were still fairly far away from civilization but I finally had the confidence to slow down. We were going about 25 now, and my heart rate was declining. We continued to drive for five more minutes, and soon, we were both discussing what had just happened. We thought it was over. We thought it was time to reflect on the event, but only a few yards behind us, we heard the howl come again. I looked in the rearview mirror, and that same thing was following us. I took a second glance though, because something was different. It wasn't the same creature, but another one like it. This one's color wasn't brownish or red. It was gray. Knowing there were multiple ones, my heart nearly stopped. There had been multiple this whole time. I floored the Jeep once again. I didn't let up at all. Even when we hit 80 miles per hour, which was probably the Jeep's limit, and I saw the creature in the rear view finally fading away. Even still, for a long time, I kept up that speed because now I was convinced that another was still following, and behind that, another one. After what felt like an hour, Henry spoke up, telling me to stop the Jeep completely. We stopped there, idling in the middle of the road, before Henry held me and made me take a break. I'll be honest with you, when we stopped, I cried. This experience was traumatizing to say the least. We switched sides and Henry drove the rest of the way at a more sensible speed. And before we knew it, we hit signs of civilization streetlights, road signs, and buildings. At the sight of this, we finally could relax. But we were exhausted both physically and mentally. The adrenaline faded and we checked into a hotel to crash. After not sleeping the entire night and fleeing from a monster, we nearly passed out as soon as our heads hit the pillows. Waking up, we were still very shaken. We had no idea what to do. Should we call the cops, call the forest service? It was an idea but I knew anyone we told would just think we were wrong in the head. In the end, we kept it between us, and only in the middle of the day did we go back to the site to see what we could gather and take home. It took a lot of encouragement to get me to go back, but I finally relented. As we approached the tent, I could tell that it had been trashed completely. It was collapsed, and ribbons of brown were everywhere. A peek inside the tent told me, that there was nothing left. Nonetheless, both me and Henry searched our packs and found nothing but my wallet, with everything inside, money, credit cards, driver's license. Lucky for me, but it still had a big gash in it, and now the wallet itself was useless. It seemed like everything there had been shredded or chewed on or was missing. Henry was not as lucky. His pack was completely open and it was torn even worse than the tent was. The entire front of it was missing and it was covered in drool. You better believe we didn't stay long. We got back in the Jeep and as we were driving away, we heard another howl that sent chills down my spine. I urged Henry to go and floor it. He did, but he told me there was no need to worry as that howl was miles away but I didn't care. I'd rather be safe. We needed to be out of there as soon as possible and never come back. To this day, because of this event and the things we saw in those woods, I have a deep, deep fear of both the dark and the woods. I'm sent into a panic every time it's too dark or I'm even close to the woods. I really don't go near them anymore. Henry and I got married and we're living happily together. But I think that trip still haunts us in the back of our minds. Personally, I can never forget it. A few days after the incident, I looked up the area we had been camping in, and it seems to be a nest for monster sightings. Apparently, these things are called dogmen, but they just look like werewolves to me. With my busy schedule, I find it's the perfect game to pick up and play whenever I've got a free moment. It doesn't demand too much time, and it's pretty satisfying solving puzzles quickly and unlocking new clues. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. This is the story of the WAD. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently What is following me? Submitted by Bad Week. Back in February of 2017, something was taking farmers' cattle. Not too long after, something began to bug everyone at night in town. My mom called it the Rugaroo. The weird thing was, everything would calm down by sunrise only for it to act up again by the time the moon was high in the sky. Summer of 2017 rolls in, and I'm enjoying my time away from school until June 17th. My mom and I were hanging out on the front deck when we heard something. We heard some creature or person barrowing through the bushes on our land. Whatever it was, it sounded big, and it sounded like it was out of breath, soon it was close to the garage and by then we were both up and inside the house we were definitely spooked around one in the morning it woke us up whatever it was was growling just beyond the walls of the house i was too frightened to even move so i texted my mom it took her a while to respond but when she finally did she told me i'm getting tired of this I'm going outside. I feared for her life, so I jumped out of bed and made my way to her. She wasn't joking. I found her outside with my dad's Remington. I watched her walk out of the house, and I followed suit right behind her. I was very afraid, but I didn't want her to go out alone. Besides, she hadn't brought a flashlight, so I decided to hold one for her. And that's when we both caught a glimpse of the Rougarou. By all means, this animal was like your typical Hollywood werewolf. It had brown grayish fur and stood at least seven feet tall on hind legs with sharp claws on hands and feet. Its back was a bit hunched and its eyes were glowing brown. When it hurt us, it fell onto all fours. It ran away from us, but my mom still fired. She struck it in the leg then fired once more before it finally disappeared into the darkness of the fields. Now that everything was clear, she got mad and told me to go back inside, that it was dangerous out here. She took the flashlight and I did as she told me. My sister was upstairs freaking out. She had seen everything through the window. My mom locked up and phoned a few relatives for help. Since that day, My family's been told to never go outside at night, not to whistle at night, and not to speak of this creature to anyone. That thing is still alive, so I know it'll be back eventually. Number three, Werewolf in Surrey, submitted by Will G. I'm 14 years old and in pretty decent shape. A couple of months ago, I was out in the woods around my estate. It was 2 p.m. and I was walking my dog with a good friend who I'll call Jacob for this story. We had strayed quite far into the woods. We were coming upon a ditch when we decided to take a break. We sat down near a log when my dog began to act pretty strange. We thought it was fine seeing as we were deep into the forest and there were wild deer and other animals roaming around. But my dog suddenly started to growl at something near the bushes and then the dog crouched down, ready to pounce at any second. My friend and I began to brace ourselves as we'd never seen my dog act like that. So whatever it was seeing wasn't good. Not to mention, we've heard many stories coming from these exact woods People have seen things out here. People have seen animals that they couldn't explain, among other paranormal things. Of course, we were out here because we didn't believe it, so we thought there was nothing to be afraid of. But I was about to be proven wrong, very, very wrong. As you can imagine, when the creature jumped from the bushes, both of us nearly fainted, only to see that it was a deer, It jumped from the bushes, then galloped away. The thing was running at full speed. The two of us laughed at each other. We assumed that that was what the dog was going on about. We relaxed, but my dog did not. Something was still putting him on edge. A few minutes later, my dog began to whimper. No longer was he growling and snarling. Instead, he was crying. Then, after my dog had been staring into those woods for several minutes, he just ran behind me and cowered down and stayed silent. This really frightened me, more so than when he was barking. I stared into the tree line, ready for something to burst out at us. Time seemed to slow down, and all the other noises around me seemed to go quiet. At that moment, it was just me and the woods and whatever was in those woods. Jacob went quiet as well next to me as I'm sure he was just as frightened as I was. All of a sudden, another deer ran out of the bush. It began to run along the tree line near the ditch and not a second later, something else came from the woods pursuing it. This creature was large and covered in pitch black fur. It was much faster than the deer it was after, and with each step, the earth beneath it gave way. I mean, every time its legs flew up when it ran. Huge globs of dirt flew out from under it. When we saw it, Jacob and I nearly fell over behind the log. We both jumped up at full attention, ready to run at a moment's notice, but I think we were both trying to find an explanation for the thing we were seeing. Was it some wolf dog that the owner had let loose that was chasing wildlife? No, it was much too big to be that. But still, we waited for an owner to come running. We fully expected to at least hear its owner in the woods looking for it and calling for it, but we heard nothing. I know it's a terrible idea, but we decided to run after the thing. Again, we heard stories of strange things in these woods. And being teenagers, We were not about to let something like that pass us up. We needed a better glimpse. It was like nothing we'd ever seen before. We followed the tracks, or should I say missing patches of dirt. They circled back into the woods and we soon came upon a clearing. We were being as quiet as we possibly could, my dog still cowering behind us. In the clearing, we saw it. The deer was on the ground before it, and the life in its eyes were gone. The big black form of the beast was hunched over it, chewing and ripping. My heart was pounding and I swallowed hard, trying my best to retain my composure, when my dog yelped. As soon as it did, the creature before us stood up and turned around. It stared at us with yellow glowing eyes. We thought it was over, We thought that this was the end, but instead of jumping at us, the creature turned forward and ran into the woods, disappearing from our sides. I let out the biggest sigh of relief. We were lucky and we needed to get out of there fast. Luckily, we made it out of the woods without any further incidents. But it doesn't stop there. A couple of weeks later, I'm staying at a friend's house He lives about two minutes away from those very woods. It was about three in the morning when we were suddenly interrupted by a sound. It sounded like rustling coming from outside his window. We decided it'd be a good idea to check through the window. We thought we'd see a fox or some other nighttime animal when we suddenly heard an ear-piercing howl. It echoed throughout the neighborhood. We looked in the direction of the noise, only to see the same pair of yellow eyes that I'd seen before. We stared at it for a while until it turned away and sprinted back into the woods. Later that morning, we went out to check that area for footprints and we managed to find something even more eerie, four deep claw marks on the lamppost. Number four, the black creature submitted by anonymous. This all happened a few years ago. I must've been about 10 or 12 years old. My family and I were taking our annual holiday trip to the English coast, a three hour drive from our hometown. Most of that journey takes place on a long stretch of motorway where you aren't really allowed to stop unless you break down or if you managed to reach one of the service stations. The stretch of road would be surrounded by anything from factories to wide open fields. It was on one of these fields about halfway through our trip when our family saw something strange. It was a large black creature walking on all fours. At first glance, we thought it was a dog as anyone would as the field would be ideal for dog walkers. But as we kept looking, it didn't look like a dog at all. While it had the basic body of a greyhound, it was much larger and much, much bulkier, and its tail resembled more of a black cat or panther. Even though it was running diagonally away from the road, we didn't see its face. Whatever it was, it appeared to be stalking something. The way I've seen predators do in those documentaries Bear in mind that it was broad daylight and we were in the lane closest to the field. Not to mention that my family, me and my mom in particular, are big fans of dogs and were very good at identifying different breeds. But this thing, it had us stumped. We didn't get a very long look, however, as we had to keep moving. But in the end, we simply concluded it must have been some sort of big mixed breed of dog. We never saw a person out there, so there was definitely no owner nearby. After seeing it for a brief moment on the road, my family never thought much of it after that. And being the skeptic I was, I was more than satisfied with the conclusion of it being a weird dog. A few years later, about two years ago as I'm writing this, I came across a documentary about some kind of werewolf stalking the countryside of England. A lot of other people had encounters with an unknown wolf-like creature. Keep in mind, there are no longer wild wolves in England. As the documentary went on, I saw something that made my jaw drop, an illustration of someone else's sighting, and it perfectly resembled the creature I saw in that field. These people, they have seen the exact same thing that I had, and they too were confused as well as afraid. While the documentary didn't conclude what the creature exactly was, of course there were several theories, but whatever it may be, it hasn't been seen again for a few years. So maybe it's passed away or maybe it moved to another part of the country. My family and I still take the same holiday once a year on exactly the same route. None of us have seen the creature since, but I still think about the encounter we had Every time we go on the trip, and I can't help but wonder what was it, and where might it be now? And number five, I saw a werewolf. Submitted by Island Breeze One. I am currently 21 years old, but I was just a little girl when this happened. I was nine, living in Washington state. Unfortunately, I was homeless, living with my dad in the woods. But as long as I was with him, I didn't care if I had a home or not. Honestly, I loved living in the woods with my dad. And to me, we weren't poor. From what I saw, my dad couldn't afford an apartment with the money he was making, but there was some money here and there. One day, I decided to go on a little hike. I never went too far when I went on walks because otherwise my dad would get mad. I began walking. I wanted to go somewhere I never really explored by myself before, but that was a bad idea. I was taking in the scenery, enjoying the sights and sounds, when all of a sudden, everything around me went completely quiet and the hairs on my body stood up. And the next thing I know, The bushes next to me made a noise as if someone was passing through them. I thought maybe it was just a squirrel or rabbit, but I took one step and I heard a low, raspy growl. I stopped in my tracks. All my hair was standing up on my body. Being raised in those woods, I've never heard a sound like that before, that growl. It frightened me pretty bad. I tried to stay still, tried to not make any noise, but I didn't want to stick around to see what was making that growling. So slowly, I began to back up, but of course, I stepped on a twig. I should have been paying attention, but I was too focused on the creature in the bushes. As I was backing up, the thing started to move through those bushes. I soon saw yellow eyes looking right at me, and at that moment... I had never been more afraid. Just as I was thinking about turning around and running, the creature jumped out of the bushes. I was maybe 10 yards away from it. The thing looked like it had a body of a weightlifter. It was huge, and it was covered in black and brown fur. It had pointy ears and long, yellowish teeth. Its tail was bushy, and it smelled like rot. Its head was hovering right above the ground and it was snarling at me and I swear, it almost looked like it was smiling. I thought my life was over right then and there and I began to cry uncontrollably. I was so petrified, I couldn't walk or talk or even breathe. It felt like an eternity, the two of us were staring at each other. Then the dog-like creature lifted its head from the ground and it began to stand up on only two legs. As it did, I heard the joints in its body snap as if it hadn't ever tried standing before. At its full height, it was at least six or seven feet tall. By then, I knew it was only seconds before it tore me into pieces. But thank God, I heard my dad calling my name. He was yelling it at the top of his lungs. The creature looked quickly over to where my dad was It began to growl again, then it looked at me, showed its teeth one last time. Then it crawled into the tree nearby, still staring at me and growling before it disappeared into the leaves above. I started to cry again. I followed the sound of my dad's yells and I soon collapsed into his arms. I was pale white by then. My dad knew something was up and asked me what was wrong. I told him it was nothing. I just told him I didn't feel very good. After that experience, I stuck by my dad's side all the time. At night, it would take me hours to fall asleep if I did sleep at all. And every noise I heard coming from the woods sent a cold chill running down my spine. I was afraid of being underneath or even around trees. I've never told anyone this story before, I've always been afraid that no one would believe me. I still have dreams and I'm still very afraid of being around trees. Now that I'm out of those woods and I have a home to call my own, I stay far away from the forest. Dogs are man's best friend. They're our companions and they're the best good boys nature has to offer. So considering that these werewolves resemble our best friends so, it's a wonder they make us as afraid as they do. Then again, it might just be the wolf part. Back in the day, when everything ate everything else, wolves hunted humans and took a nip at us whenever they could. So maybe, just maybe, werewolves are the ultimate monster, a reminder that we can still be hunted a reminder that there is darkness within us all. Good night. Be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe if you enjoyed the video. And don't forget to send us your pizza delivery stories at reddit.com slash darkness Also, a huge thanks goes out to my newest patron. They are Jay Hall. Thank you for providing that little extra to support this channel. As always, to anyone still listening, stay safe out there and stay creepy.